memory, eradication, addition. Memory Eradication Edition. The crew cast. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. All right, all right. All right, all right. Okay, okay. Well, we got people flooding in or tuning in. People are here. People can hear me. Better yet, people can hear me is, is probably a better thing to say <laughs> instead of the other thing. People can hear me. Yeah. You know, I love this intro because it's like the video portion of it is like we're going through a tunnel. Definitely not at light speed, but at some type of uh, some type of speed. I'm rambling. Okay, <clears throat> yeah, so we have a very information-packed transmission for you good people. That's for sure. I have topics I'd like to talk about, but you know how that goes. We'll get into the news crews and see where that ends up taking us. Sometimes it's like a, sometimes I'll have like a full show already all written out, ready to go, and I'll just see something in a news feed and get triggered. And uh, you guys know the story from there. Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and this is the Crewcast, Memory Eradication Edition. You know, I, I pick these names, I just pick like random, random titles for episodes, it's the easiest way for me to like not get flagged. I've noticed if I say certain things like, uh, uh, you know, like, like the virus, like the poison, if I call it like what it is, they have some type of algorithm here where I'll just get in trouble for saying the truth. So I come up with different ways to, 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 to address things. And so whenever I come up with uh, the episode title, sometimes it's post the show. Sometimes it's a week in advance. Sometimes we just kind of change it accordingly. Uh, but uh, thank you for tuning into this edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And guess what? We are currently simulcasting on YouTube, on Telegram, on Trovo, on DLive. And I think that's super cool, man. Um, we came, we, we, we didn't really necessarily come back to Instagram this week. We kind of let people know that, hey, we're beginning to, to come back to Instagram. Here's the deal. I'll be going over it here shortly. Some of the uh, different subscription tiers that I've created. I've still got to, again, do like a proper uh, deployment of, of that. 
if you guys are watching, you'll see over here in the bottom right corner, there are two little QR codes. One is to our Coinbase wallet. We accept cryptos as well as PayPal. I feel like that's super cool as well. So instead of saying, uh, if you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash freedom faction. You can just pick up your phone, uh, go to the camera app, scan that code, and it'll take you to everything that's there. And I'll be coming up with a better code as well as a link uh, to explain all that, the subscription and everything else we're doing. This is just what we have in a week's time. Uh, but I just think that's cool, man, because we were coming, we were supposed to come back to Instagram this week. Stuff was supposed to happen, you know, and it didn't. And I kind of had like a, re a, a revealing moment on Telegram. I said, shucks, I kind of really appreciate being able to auto schedule posts, looking out, looking out content uh, hours in advance, and then just kind of chronicling it over time. I legit love that. Uh, because I don't have to hump my phone for news. I don't have to go searching uh, all the stuff that I find. I can kind of auto-populate it in the feed and deliver it to you guys, sometimes at 30-minute intervals, sometimes at hour-long intervals. Um, and while I like that, that's one feature. Uh, I also like being able to interact with you guys. I also like being able to see your responses and, and, and uh, your feelings towards certain things. And so... It's just crazy, again, to see how we've adapted over time and to think about, you know, what we're doing. Let me read to you real quick what I had wrote earlier this earlier this morning uh, to to to, again, just encapsulate what I'm what I'm feeling. And this is on our Telegram chat, which you guys can go find. I said, we're gradually going back to Instagram. And I have to say, after being away from some time, uh, it seems borderline dreadful to go back. I won't lie. It seems kind of it, it, it doesn't. And we've talked about this before. It seems like it's throttling our position being there uh, because it doesn't, again, have that diversity that we have over here on Telegram now, where I'm literally able to send you guys links, right? You can go read it yourself. You don't have to say, oh, what are your sources? Or, oh, where does this come from? You can go look at it yourself if you don't believe me. And on top of that, we can upload directly our audio files, video files. Shucks, we're, 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 we're uh, simulcasting on that app right now. And we can't do that over on Instagram. It's all commercialized and aesthetically pleasing. Let me get back into what I said earlier. I look at how clean and smooth we're becoming over here, and I shudder to think about streamlining Instagram as well. However, at the end of the day, it's not about how I feel. It's about what works for us. At this point, a little bit of everything doesn't hurt. Posts, videos, files, and more all help paint the picture of the chaos these people have created well, the discussions we have, which the pages and the channels offer, is the solution. So while I may have my own reservations, that's only my, that's my only judgment, and it shouldn't be kept to myself because these are not those days. Moving forward is also part of forging a new mindset to overcome and endure that which challenges us and seeks to conform us. Instagram doesn't define us, just as Telegram and the podcast don't define us, but collectively together, we're able to get a much better perspective, a much better perspective. You know, I was downloading, let me say a couple of things and I'll read through some of these topics and get into the news crews. Let me say a couple of things and I'll get into the regular show format for you guys. 
I was downloading all of our audio podcast episodes uh, because I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of them being removed due to censorship. And right now, I think I have over 250 episodes downloaded, which is kind of crazy to think about. And the calculations on that is I have roughly 15 days worth of worth of episodes. So again, I'll explain that to you. Over 250 episodes, you could play me nonstop for two weeks straight. And <laughs> there wouldn't be a break. And so I have to rem- I have I myself have to remember that whenever I am pitching the monthly subscriptions, whenever I am pitching the exclusive memberships, whenever I am asking for donations and more, because that shit ain't free, bro. Let me be honest with you. That ain't free. We didn't get here. And I, and that's I think that's why I'm getting frustrated these days is 250 plus episodes, uh, two weeks worth of, of, of continuous audio streams. We've got multiple documentary series and I'm having to beg for handouts. Yeah, no. So here's what's going to end up happening. We're going to build this system. We're going to reinforce that fortress mindset and stop playing games with everybody else because you who are listening right now, you know the deal. Those 250 plus episodes, that spans back at least to 2017. It's 2020, son. That's four years worth of content plus. So when I tell you that I've treated this not like some hobby, not like something I do in the past time, but as a legitimate commitment to what's going on, that's what I'm saying support us for. I'm not getting up over here saying, give me money, give me money. I'm saying, do you see our track record? Do you see our credibility? Do you see how they have algorithmically kicked us off of the platform and left people that promote useless products? So no, we need your guys' support in order for us to continue. I will make a proper announcement probably about this next week. And that's the deal. That's the situation. I'm not, I, I do not like getting up over here asking for help. I don't like sitting up over here crying and complaining about stuff like this. I don't. But at the same time, I think a lot of people kind of need to be now they're either brought to heel, you know, they need to be they need to be woke on some other stuff, or they just need to be put on notice, man. And so I'm really trying to bring it to your guys' attention. We're changing stuff up. I'm trying to do it the easiest way I can without causing that much hiccups. But at the same time, maybe people need to be shook up. Maybe. And I was, I'll say this and I'll get into these topics and we'll do, uh, do the news crews. I was saying this to somebody on the Freedom Fortress page, which I would recommend for you guys to go follow Freedom Fortress before we have to turn it private. I have to for real switch my mindset up, man. The same way that we're looking at all this vaccine stuff, the global health security, the social engineering. I have cringeworthy videos of people uh, creating parodies and comedies of telling folks to get the jab. That's crazy. So the same way we're seeing that societal pressure to take the shot, I'm not doing it, is the same way that I need to uh, build the fortress up. A small population of the people of, of, of society right now is not being brainwashed. And so we don't need to try to cater to the masses. I wanted to try to get into the Smith-Munt Act and have that legalized propaganda. I've been saying it for quite some time, how a fair amount of the population has been propagandized to. They're under brainwashed. They're mind-controlled. And so if we're not in this position, we need to protect what we have created because we have a track record 
and we have something we're trying to prove and something else we're trying to do. So I'll say this and I'll, I'll fly through these topics and we'll move on. If you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by scanning them QR codes right there in the corner. If you don't want to scan the QR codes, hit me up in the DMs, either on Freedom Fortress or on Telegram. If you don't want to do that, download or hit me up about our Smorgasbord edition, seasons one through six. I'm going to have to be uploading uh, seasons one through 11 here shortly, simply just the audio versions because YouTube deleted the, the video versions. So if there is any kind of which way you guys want to support this operation, hit a brother up. Don't just sit there and expect me to continue to work when there's no support. Your guys' thoughts, or your love, your likes, your comments, that's one thing. But I think if people gave a little bit more, we wouldn't have this mindset. We wouldn't be catering to what we have been. And so I'll make a more proper announcement about that in the coming days. And maybe I'll, maybe I'll make like a cool little promo video as well. But here's the situation, gang. We've got all, we, we all have to step up a little bit more. Somebody asked me to talk about, oh, why do you have a bad attitude? It's like, are you kidding me? I could strangle you through the phone right now asking silly questions like that. Let me read these topics real quick and then we'll get into the news, the news blitz for you guys. I wanted to talk about how vaccine damage is creating all new disabilities. You guys are seeing it out there. Strokes, heart attacks, brain, uh, uh, brain bleeding, seizures, blood clots. And this is just what they seem on the surface. We're not talking about the genetic damage that's being done because of the, the, the poison. Uh, when is the quote next thing happening? Hate to sound sociopathic or even evil at some point in time. But they've, they've, they've changed things. C-19 has expanded the COVID. Uh, it, it, it's expanded the Overton window. My God, I have a video on our Telegram channel, which we'll be uploading shortly, of cops in Canada. Literally, like, here's the situation. They tricked these kids to get, to get vaccines, right? They dressed up like a, a an ice cream truck and... The ice cream truck is what's delivering the vaccines. And so they trick these kids to come up to this vaccine ice cream truck where they can receive vaccines without parental consent. And you got these jackbooted thugs of the state, these stormtroopers standing in front of the family as they're screaming, saying, how could you? You're, 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 these are our kids. Let us through. Let us grab our kids. What are you doing? They've, 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 they've expanded the Overton window. So it's, it's not a radical thing to ask. What is the next thing that's going to happen? Uh, you see them already dramatically changing things. Uh, last week, I told you guys I wanted to talk about the purge, too. These are all topics, things I wanted to talk to you guys about. Uh, but we'll see how the news blitz goes. Talking about the purge, the opioid epidemic, and how it's creating cu uh, customers and permanently dependent people. This ties into, again, what I was saying before, the vaccines, vaccine damage creating new disabilities. That's all this is. It's a massive calling operation where pharmaceutical companies get rich off of our discontent. The great American migration, what you're seeing, uh, people are fleeing some of the coastal states because they're collapsing. We can only hope that they don't bring their politics with them. Uh, the Smith Bunt Act and how it legalizes propaganda 
You guys can go look into this. It's HR 5736, yeah, which, which would lead me into talking about things such as algorithmic radicalization. Um, this is just a fancy term of saying brainwashing, mind control, social engineering. You want to talk about algorithmic out, uh, radicalization. Remember that, pl- that clip we played for you guys where uh, I know we play so many where that lady was in an, el- an elevator and she got furiously upset because somebody was violating the social distancing guidelines. Well, that's propaganda, the social distancing nonsense. Uh, and the fact that this person got so radicalized by what she was seeing on her phone and what she was hearing everywhere else, it's a very real thing. And so if we have time, we'll talk more about that. Uh, deconstructing yourself. I saw this on a flyer actually at a George Floyd protest. Apparently it is a year ago today that George Floyd left this realm. Uh, but I saw this, this poster telling white people to de- deconstruct themselves, to decenter themselves when entering into these autonomous zones. And again, I just feel like that's so crazy because this, this ties into the memory eradication concept to where it's just like, Hey, get over yourself. You are not you absorb yourself into the masses. Very, very dangerous. Uh, vaccine shedding, if we have time, we'll probably mention that as we talk about some of these other uh, vaccine damage individuals, things like this and more. Uh, somebody asked me, will the U.S. dollar be taken over by the euro coin? I'm not quite sure what to say about that, but I will say that the dollar is collapsing, which is another reason why we are accepting cryptocurrency. Uh, if you go back and listen to a couple episodes, you'll you'll hear me talk about how a lot of the people that I'm talking to, the economists, the traders, uh, people who, 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 the entrepreneurs, the people who actually know stuff, they're expecting a massive, massive economic collapse, say in July, not June. So they're, and, and, and they've given me stocks too, to invest in. Um, if you guys are curious about that, I can send that to you. But uh, yeah, no, will the US dollar be taken over by the euro coin? I'm not sure. You've got Fed coin launching. Uh, you've, you've, you've already got people accepting their stimulus checks and cryptos uh, in Florida. I know they're beginning to pay state workers in Bitcoin. So that's a very, very tricky question. Uh, somebody else wanted me to talk about economic secession, not succession, like being successful, but seceding from the system, not being dependent upon this system for Jack Diddley. Agorism, peaceful revolution or conventional revolution. I think that would be a very, very, a very, very interesting topic to talk about. Uh, economic secession is very important because you, you have to understand, we'll probably talk about this later on in the show. Some employers are beginning to require the C-19 poison jab uh, as a form, like they're, they're, they're requiring that for employment. That's dangerous, dude. And so the only way you can, in my eyes, kind of bypass that is to work for yourself. But that's such a generalized answer to such a very, very complex topic that uh, I don't think we'll be able to fully encapsulate it in this one transmission. Uh, Fedbook being involved in eugenics, high tech eugenics. You hear this coming out right now. Yeah, this is the what's crazy is that's not the only time we've heard about that, about Fedbook being involved in eugenics. These are all topics and things I wanted to talk about with you guys, but we'll we'll see how this news blitz goes. We'll see how this news blitz goes. We'll also be having a second segment as well, uh, where we will be taking guests 
Uh, like I said before, we are simulcasting on Telegram. Uh, the cool thing, too, that I'll be doing with this, uh, with the way the show's set up right now, the first segment's kind of me bringing in everything. The second segment's like audience-based. And then potentially we might have a third segment as well. Uh, but with the new subscription system set up, you can get ahead, you can get ahead of the line and join in the first segment, change up the whole flow of the, of the first segment and the show uh, by getting access to our live stream ticket. I think Pamela, uh, which who, who is joining us uh, through Telegram, has done that. And so we'll be, we'll be, again, integrating that over time to adapt the show, man. Like there's a lot of different things we're trying to do. And it's all designed to provide you guys with that information that you're so familiar with. Last thing, I'll say this, and then I'll get into the news blitz for you guys. I just really want to support. I, I, I got to give a shout out to people like Pamela, uh, to people like Miguel, to people like Lucas, to people like Amy, to people like Dube, to our exclusive members and more, um, to Quentin, to all kinds of people who have sat there and rocked with us as we've been through these fluctuating episodes and have really, really, really reminded me the importance as to why we started, why we have to keep going and why a lot of this is, it's, it's, it's a part of decentering yourself. It's a part of deconstructing yourself. It's a part of getting over yourself so you can do what you need to for everybody else, man. I think a lot of folks get selfish. They get in that survivalist mindset. How can I take care of myself? And that's not where we need to go. We need to become more selfless. We need to become more courageous. We need to be more independent. And we need to have strength, dude. We see way too much weakness, confusion, and foolishness out there. And that's why I feel like we're in the spiritual position we're in. I've been saying this too much now. But I mean it. Going forward, I cannot have any reservations. Moving forward, I cannot have any doubts. I cannot have any, any I can't be cautious. We have to be sure of what we're doing, what that desire, uh, what that desired outcome is, and and we have to just lay it all on the table, man. There cannot be any fence hopping. There can't be no second guessing. We've got to commit. We have to, for your sake and ours. And with that being said, let's get into this news cruise. Oof. Oh gosh, so much stuff. So serious. Oh, so serious. Oh. Oh, so let's get in the news crews. And then we'll try to uh, bop back and forth into um, into the topics and things like that. All right. I already took the liberty of finding some articles, some things that kind of stood out to me that I'll pull off over here into the side and talk with you guys about. It's kind of how it all goes, but let's get into these right here. Uh, Fedbook and social media giants admit to silencing Palestinian voices online. Is there any surprise there? Not really. It says in a video posted on activist organization, Jewish Voices for Peace on their Twitter account, Nuna al explained why social media is so vital for the Palestinian cause. Quote, we rely on the honorable people standing in solidarity with us. People who tweet, save Sheikh Jarrah every day. Interesting. Uh, if you guys 
listening to last week's episode, I kind of had a, div- a divulging moment where I admitted that I unfortunately have not, I'm not well versed on the whole is- Israel-Palestine conflict. I'm not. It's, it's, it's a, it, it might be something I need to get more invested into, uh, but it is not something I'm particularly knowledgeable of. I understand that there's the prophetic time clock uh, of, of, of all the nations being united against Israel. Uh, but as far as the chronological time period of where the whole Israel-Palestinian conflict started and where we should fall on the line, I can't really tell you where I stand. Uh, but what I had talked about in last week's podcast episode is the fact that I see this as an excuse for people to get crazy, right? It's George Floyd's anniversary death today. What what goodness has come? So much chaos and more. And so... Uh, are we supposed to hate white people right now or am I supposed to hate the Israelis and the Palestinians? And I think the problem is, is that we're always trying to find stuff to hate. We're always trying to find people to come after. And I'm just I'm throwing my hands up on this one, gang. <laughs> I got to throw. I got to throw my hands up on that one. <laughs> Being honest. Uh, but uh, let's continue on with the articles. And, 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 and I know that sounds ignorant. I know that sounds foolish. I know that sounds ignorant, but that's me saying, Hey, we, if we keep stacking more stuff on the plate for us to care about and to get upset about and the tip in the pick sides on, that's gonna be dangerous, dude. Cause I'm seeing, I'm already, I'm already seeing it here. I'm seeing in, in New Mexico, I'm seeing people uh, flying Palestinian flags. I'm, and I'm, and I'm not saying I'm against Palestine. I'm not saying I'm, you know, an Israeli shill or anything like that. But what I'm trying to say is in a time like this where you got people fighting over over masks and more, I feel like we need more unification instead of more division. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, see, look at this right here. Israel carries out ethnic cleansing of Palestinians, robs them of their homes, but still pretends it's the victim. And see, that's that's what I'm saying. Situations like this, articles like this, it's like, OK, <laughs> Clearly, you have to side with the Palestinians. Uh, uh, let me read a little bit of this, and then we'll continue on. Uh, this is what I'm saying. I'm going one way, you know, we're over here doing left. Uh, this comes from Richard Medhurst over there at RT. The good folks over there at SO, Signs of the Time, put it up. It says the Israelis are seeking to reframe their occupation of Palestine as something else in order to hide their inhumane oppression. What's happening in Gaza is not a war or a conflict, but a brutal military colonization. It says Israel launched its latest offensive against the Gaza Strip on May 10th, bombing the Palestinian enclave by land and air. For some, for several weeks prior, tensions had swelled in occupied Palestine as Israeli forces cracked down on Palestinian protesters. At the Damascus Gate in Jerusalem, protests began against restrictions that Israel opposed on gatherings during the holy month of Ramadan. Meanwhile, Palestinians also marched against Israel's plans to evict families living in Sheikh Jarrah's neighborhood, and the protests became intertwined. Uh, definitely seems like I would have to know a little bit more of the backstory of what's going on here. Uh, but it's crazy, you know, because we're, we're, we're I get stories where we hear about the Israelis bombing the bejesus out of these Palestinians and then the Palestinians hitting them back with rocks. And then it becomes this like whole big deal that the Palestinians defended themselves. But it's like, how dare you speak out about the Israelis 
what are you, anti-Semitic? And it's just like, wow, this is a whole hotbed of politically correct poison that I really don't particularly care for and want to stay, stay away from. Uh, like last week, pull away from the news clips. Last week, whenever I talked about it on the show, I said, listen, I, I guess I'm in the position of the America First camp where I'm looking at how much money we're just giving to Israel and how none of that gets back here, how none of that's coming to feed my baby girl. None of that is taking care of my family. So I'm over here. We're over here funding multiple wars, destroying the Middle East. For what? For what? And then we want to act all high and mighty whenever these people want to come to the very country that destroyed them. And so I'm just, again, it's a, it's a hotbed. It is a veritable S show, if you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, but let me get back into these articles and let me get back into the news blitz for you good people. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I'm not, I'm not too particularly swayed in either, in either camp or either party, but it's a very, very uh, toxic situation. Uh, moving on. This comes from the Drudge Report feed. How Puerto Rico's population could de decline could be the next crisis. We have an article we'll get into either on this show or on the podcast episode this week and how we are experiencing a population decline or what Elon Musk calls a population uh, boom. I'd say an implosion, not a boom, an implosion through birth strikers, climate change, COVID-1984, uh, our, de our, our, our decadent and degenerate generation, our culture, we've successfully called ourselves. And so you've got to think about what that's going to look like socioeconomically and sociopolitically. Think about how the folks over there in China act because of their one-child policy. Just something to think about. Something to think about. Here is an answer to my next question, or to a question I had at the start of the show. They are telling us the plan. A future virus, quote, more deadly than COVID is coming. A more deadly version than COVID is coming. This comes from Max Lavo over there, over there at SHTF Plan. They put this up May 25th. It says, remember when Bill and Melinda Gates laughed and sneered that the, quote, next pandemic would get people's attention? Well, now the World Health Organization is saying the same thing. Kamala Harris is already gearing up for another one, too. A virus even more transmissible and fatal than C-19 will lead to the world into the next pandemic. The Director General Tedros Cabrasius of the World Health Organization has said, noting the, quote, evolutionary certainty of such an occurrence. Could that, quote, evolutionary certainty have anything to do with the, quote, mass vaccination programs being rolled out worldwide? Just a coincidence. You let me know. Yeah, I've been saying this for quite some time. If you guys have been following the show and listening to what I'm saying. And we actually have a clip on our Telegram channel of a Nobel Prize winner admitting what I already said. That the virus isn't going to be the thing that kills people. But it's going to be the jab, dude. They have not been able to successfully isolate any variant of the flu in order for them to eradicate it. So for them to posture in position as if they actually know what they're doing with this novel coronavirus. That's what the novel means. Breakthrough. First time we've experienced it. What are you doing? 
purposely experimenting on people. You skipped the animal trials. We are, this is where this population implosion comes from. They're killing us. Just call it what it is. These evil sons of guns are experimenting and killing us. Oh, oh my gosh. I got to move on. This is interesting. France hit by mysterious campaign to discredit Pfizer via influencers. Huh. Could it be the very same social media influencers that were paid by other people to promote the vaccine? Isn't that interesting? Look at this. This comes from France 24. France hit by a mysterious campaign to discredit the Pfizer vaccine via the influencers. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? I think that's kind of interesting. You guys can't see that. Sorry. Sorry about that. Give me one quick second. I'll pull that up for you. We were still stuck on Newsify. Yeah, look at this. It says that uh, France has been hit by a mysterious campaign to discredit the Pfizer vaccine via influencers. Since French media and social networks were abuzz Tuesday with speculation about a mysterious offer to influencers and YouTube personalities asking them to publicly denigrate the Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine in return for money. Well, shucks, bro. Where's my where's my check at? Where's my check at? I've been denigrating these sons of guns since we started back in like uh, uh, two, 2020. But you see, that's how you know this is all coordinated. That's how you know this is all organized. And so while this might seem virtuous on one side, like I said at the start of this, are these the very same influencers that told you to get the shot at the beginning? I think I'll read a little bit of this and I'm going to play for you guys some cringeworthy comedy forward slash media. I guess you'd call that as propaganda. Some of these influencers that sold their souls to these pharmaceutical companies. Let me read this first, though. It says those targeted by the campaign who were active in health and science fields say they had received an email from an apparently UK-based communications agency offering them a, quote, partnership on behalf of a client with a, quote, colossal budget, but who wanted to remain anonymous and also to keep any deal secret. Quote, strange. I've received a partnership proposal which consists of slamming the Pfizer vaccine in a video. Tooted Leo Grasse, whose popular science channel has nearly 1.2 million subscribers on YouTube. Quote, colossal budget, Client wants to remain incognito, and I have to hide the sponsorship. He added, quote, incredible. The address of the London agency that contacted me is fake. They never had a presence there. It's a laser, sur- a laser surgery center. All staff have weird LinkedIn profiles. Goes on to say that the business he found had now disappeared. But now, but not before he noticed that, quote, every there, everyone there worked in Russia. How creepy is that? You're getting reached out to. Like, how creepy is that? I'm over here saying, hey, donate to us, guys. Uh, Scan my QR codes. Join my monthly subscription programs. You see, this is me. But these other big name social media followers, the ones that work with these ad campaigns, work with these agencies, they're literally propagandists. These are the useful idiots. These are the puppets. These are the people they give that money to. To influence you. <laughs> How crazy is that? It's kind of creepy. It's kind of creepy. I think I think it's kind of creepy. Um, I really do think it's creepy. I'm not going to lie. 
Let me pull up for you guys real quick some of that, again, cringeworthy so-called comedy. I hope it's uh, been uploaded to, oh yeah, it is. It's on our Telegram feed. Yeah, let me get some of this cringeworthy stuff up for you guys. I hope I don't make your ears bleed. And I think our audio listeners on Telegram, unfortunately, won't be able to hear it. Uh, but you guys can again go see this on our Telegram channel. Um, and it's a, uh, it's just cringe. That's all. That's all I can keep saying. It's it's such cringe. Ooh. Yeah. Here is a uh, here's some of that cringeworthy so-called comedy in media. <laughs> Oh, God. Dr. Fauci, give us vaccines. Help all the people who have been quarantined. We'll wear our masks and we'll have to stay distant. We'll wash our hands and we'll be more resistant. Fauci, promise us, please. We'll have a cure that can fight off this disease. Restrictions will lift with some ease. Dr. Fauci, oh, don't God, dude, I gotta... me. So, so this kid clearly put some time into making the cards, making the song. Uh, he's, he's very proud of himself. Good job, Timmy. Um, did your mommy put you up to this? Because no free thinking man would do what you just did. But don't worry, there's more. This next one's like 30 sec- uh, 36 seconds long. Uh, and God, dude, I just, the, the, the level of cringe, like I, we won't play all, of, we won't play all of them. We really can't because my eyes are already bleeding. Hiya, Pfizer. Hi, Ben. You got any extra shots? Sure, Ben. Sleeves up. I'm a Pfizer girl in a COVID world. I'm the classic mRNA tastic. 95% Okay, that's about as much as I can handle. Uh, that's about as much as I can handle. I'm sorry. You guys can go find that on our page. Again, this is cringeworthy coronavirus theme music and comedy. It's over there. I'm not going to play all this. I can't. Talk about Buzz Killington. My gosh. Uh, Again, people either paid them to do this or they just did this out of the. Or they just did this, which is even worse. (laughs) Yeah. So Pfizer has. uh, So France has been hit by a mysterious campaign to discredit Pfizer via the influencers. And so now you have an influencer war going on. Are you for the vaccine? Did your social media campaign, your, your 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 latest celebrity, did they tell you to take it? Or are they against it? Good gracious. Good gracious. Talk about population control, man. It really is crazy. It really is. I've, and I've been telling you guys, too, that those parody videos are out there. <laughs> that those parody videos... A legit thing uh, that somebody literally remixed the 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 um, the Lion King. They remixed the Lion King. 
and all kinds of other stuff, man. Like it is, it is, it's gross, cringeworthy. But getting back into these articles, here's a couple for you guys. Oh, where my, where's my place? Rand Paul's wife posts a no nonsense message for haters who dare to threaten her husband, saying, "We have guns." At a girl. Yeah, um, just yesterday, Senator Rand Paul was sent not anthrax but a mysterious envelope full of white powder with a graphic saying, I'm going to finish what your neighbor started mother effer. And so his wife was just like, listen, we got guns. We ain't going to play this. This comes from Chris Hatfield over there at the blaze. They put this up May 25th. It says Kelly Paul, wife of Republican Senator Rand Paul is no shrinking violet. And she made it perfectly clear Monday night that she and her husband will not be backing down in the face of this recent reported death threat. If thugs and haters want to threaten her husband and family as the lawmakers continue to, quote, stand up for our constitutional, constitutionally protected liberties, they should know that the Pauls will not be intimidated and are not afraid to exercise their Second Amendment. Gang. Good stuff. And I think it's crazy, again, that we are in a season now where, you know, we could just threaten senator, senators we can make death threats against like sitting presidents. We just do all this stuff and nothing happens. You know, it's just, just, just more background chatter. Senators being threatened, being beaten. Uh, I mean, look at representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Did you guys know that apparently she is a veteran? Yeah. Apparently she is a veteran that suffers from PTSD after the Capitol siege on January 6th. Kid you not. And she's seeing a therapist for what happened. Moving on, Tucker Carlson has blasted Anthony Fauci, the World Health Organization, the media, and more for lying about COVID, like the COVID leak that happened last year. Good stuff. Says outspoken host Tucker Carlson outlined Monday how the possibility of a lab leak causing the C19 outbreak was dismissed and lied about for over a year by those directing the pandemic response and is only now emerging as a serious prospect because of the resistance or the persistence of those who refuse to be silenced. Yeah. Thank God it's coming out that uh, <laughs> this, it came from China. It came from Wuhan. And uh, I had talked about this with exclusive members and I think I may have discussed it over here on the show as well, uh, but that's how that globalist collusion works. That interconnected, multipolar world order that they're trying to create. The original uh, research began out here in North Carolina, underneath Obama, underneath Obama, in his administration, while Fauci was still a part of it. But whenever they did Event 201, they didn't war game it for it to come out of China, but it was exported to China because it was illegal to continue that experiment here. And so when they had war game that eventually a virus would be released, it would cause all of what we have seen, and they've got to respond to it. They basically set China up to be the model and for us to be the whipping boy. Crazy, right? But everybody benefits. You see how ain't no you see how everybody has benefited from the chaos. How the chaos makers have consolidated control. Moving on, moving on. Former New York Times science editor slams media over dismissal of COVID lab origin. 
Yeah. Don't you know? The media said it, so it's got to be true. Stop calling it the Chinese virus. Stop calling it the uh, the Kung flu. <laughs> it didn't come from China. It came from America. Actually, it came from a bat in a cave. And you're the problem. We can't, You're the reason why we can't get through this, this pandemic. 15 days to slow the spread. Come on, guys. Let's talk about some human experimentation. Georgia judge offers sentence reduction to offenders who get the COVID vaccine. Does that not sound like human experimentation to you? I, I, to me, that sounds like human experimentation. Says so some local judges in Georgia have pledged to cut sentences in half if the convicted get their COVID vaccinations. It's like, what does that mean? There's got to be something else there. You would not be trying to incentivize people to hurry up and get out of jail. Like this, that's not a good thing. <laughs> Let me read a little bit of this. It says, in a desperate effort to increase the number of vaccinated adults, Georgia's Hall and Dawson counties are offering this ridiculous new incentive through the legal system. People who are willing or will be performing community service as a part of their sentence could have their sentences cut in half just by getting the coronavirus jab. This is the sentence reductions have offered have been offered in a dozen cases so far. Dozens of cases of people potentially accepting the C-19 experimental jab as a form of sentence reduction. I think that's crazy, right? Because I'll be talking about it on the show this week. Millions of people who have actually received the jab secretly had their phones surveilled. And if you go read the COVID-19 action plan underneath the Biden administration, uh, Operation Dark Winter, right? That's what they talk about. Medical surveillance. We need to see what happens whenever people take these shots. We need to see how their emotions are, uh, how their mental state is. Uh, are they fatigued a lot more? Right? Listen, we know people have decreased lung functionality. Sometimes they suffer seizures, heart attacks, right? Mild reactions, paralysis. We need to know. We need to know. I was out the other day with my lady. We were going grocery shopping. And uh, I talked about this on the show a couple of weeks ago, how Uber and Lyft teamed up with McDonald's uh, to, 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 to propagandize you, to try to get people to take their jab, right? Well, I was out at the grocery store. And um, the other week, I had to download Uber. So I was having some car troubles. I had to do a whole thing. And so I downloaded Uber. We were at the grocery store. I got a ping in the phone. I check it. And it's Uber. Let me see. I think I might have the, because uh, I screenshotted it. It was so hilarious to me. Yeah. 8.04 p.m. Free vaccine rides from Uber. It says get to and from your COVID-19 vaccines for free. Up to $25 off through uh, the 7th four. See terms in the app. So, so Uber is offering free rides to people to get your shot. But what does that even say? Because we were talking about the COVID-19 action plan, right? Operation Dark Winter. We've talked about it before on the show. Vaccinates. People receiving vaccines, having adverse reactions post uh, their injection, and then crashing. Creating a vaccinate. And so they're like, oh, crap. How do we, how do we stop this from happening? Because this will be a way for people to trace uh, that the vaccines are the problem. I know. Let's just get the Uber and Lyft drivers to offer people free vaccines or free rides to vaccination sites 
That way, if they have any adverse reactions, legally, they can't explain anything that happened uh, in the back of their car. So if this person has a seizure, right, they're not going to say, oh, this guy had a seizure in the back of my car. That's going to hurt business. They're just going to let this guy have a seizure, take him home. And that's that. I know that sounds crazy, but you got to think about the degrees of separation we're living in right now. <laughs> oh, I tell you, bro, it is not normal. None of this is. Let me get back into these news articles for you good people so we can continue to chronicle the insanity. Uh, right here, CDC will not investigate mild infections in the dose. Oh, that's weird, right? It's kind of like your whole job to, you know, investigate people that have adverse reactions, right? Don't you think you should probably care a little bit more? Hmm. Apparently not. Apparently that's too much for good old CDC. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. Oh, my gosh. Insane. Let me read a little bit more of these. I'll jump over here to the topics and uh, start switching stuff up for you guys. Just uh, just a couple more, just so we can get them on record. Uh, homeless sue Portland amid encampment raising. Interesting. So the homeless are suing Portland. I wonder how that works, being homeless and not having a lawyer. Music store abruptly fires everyone after workers threaten walkout over ending the mask rules. So the workers decided to stand up. The music store shut them down. And I think that's probably the most brave and courageous thing those employees could have done is because they stood up for their morals and they didn't play this game. Good for them. Warnings of a dramatic inflationary collapse just keep getting louder. They just keep getting louder. You know, I think that's a good place for me to kind of switch up and get into this over here with the remaining time we have or with some of the time that we have. Uh, I started this week off posting a video clip from a YouTube channel called Anomaly where they do hip hop analysis and stuff like that. And in this, on his, on his, on his YouTube page, uh, he interviewed an individual who escaped from Venezuela back in the nineties. He came here into America and I swear to you, my friends, you need to listen. And that's why I'm going to play it. You need to listen to what this dude has to say, uh, because it's not a joke. This is everything we've talked about and more. And, I, and I'm, and I'm telling you, he talks about literally having patrols with his neighbors because the minute Chavez took away the guns, it was like he flipped the light switch. Crime went up 80%. Got to a point to where it was like him and a handful of people having to uh, patrol a neighborhood of 150 people, sawing off their shotguns. They didn't want to kill anybody, but they also want to be able to protect their stuff. And so could you imagine that going on for, for, for forever until he has to leave to come to a place like America? He says, I can't go anywhere else, though. He could do that when he was younger, but now he's got kids, got family, got a life, and everybody else is embracing this tyranny. We can't go anywhere else. I kid you not. Um, so I'm going to play this, and then if it um, if it runs too long, we'll take a break and then come back uh, on the other side with you guys and more. 
but for the folks over there on Telegram, they're listening. I would recommend you guys to switch over to YouTube briefly um, because it's like 17 minutes long. We won't play it in its entirety, but I would highly recommend you guys to take the time to listen to it because it's astonishing. Uh, it really is. And it really makes you think about where we are at in all this chaos. Uh, but here is the, the video. Again, you guys can go find this on our Telegram channel if you want to uh, listen to it. I unfortunately don't know the gentleman's name, but this comes from the YouTube channel Anomaly. Here we go. Oh. Oh, give me give me one second, monkeys. Give me one second, monkeys. I messed up. Let me switch that and get this over here. Bada bing, bada boom. And then we'll do this right. Sorry about that, gang. Here is that clip, and then we will continue on. What's going on, man? How you doing? Fantastic. Are you in Venezuela now or just from there? No, I'm from Venezuela. I came 21 years ago. Okay, awesome. So Chavez, back in 1999, banned the weapons. Okay. It make it legal for you to shoot somebody even if they break into your house. Mm. So we have to, I live in a neighborhood, it was like 150 houses. So we have to, I mean, the following day, the break-ins and the kidnapping increased like 80%. And we have to build a wall around our neighborhood and hire two security guards and then we the neighbors five five people patrol each street so it was five neighbors on each street every night so that that went on for i mean forever and when they kidnapped two of my neighbors we decided to move here wow we, we were gonna be next we so that was uh, continue oh, sir yeah, that was back in, in 2000 when I moved here. Uh, he banned the weapons in, in four months in office. And then he banned all the weapons. And, of course, we never gave our guns away. So what we did is we have, uh, we used to hunt, and then we have uh, shotguns. And we use the shotguns. We cut them short. And that's how we defend our, how, that's how we protect our neighborhoods. And then we didn't, we didn't want to kill anybody. But we didn't want them to, to just, just for us to scare them, you know. And it was probably like 10 people every night that wanted to break in into our neighborhood. And we shoved the back of them and, you know, tried, tried to scare them away. But it got so dangerous. A lot of my friends lost their life because they trying to uh, take their trucks away, their cars away. I mean, it, it got really bad. Really bad. Okay. Crime spiked a lot as soon as they said no more guns. Yes. I mean, that night, it was just instantly. They flip a switch. The bad guys is like, okay, we got freedom to do whatever we want. Wow. And then so, what came next after that? I know you said you left, but like that, that seemed like a, one of the first steps of maybe like what, what happened on the decline. Okay, that, that's the first step. The second step they do, and they did them in Cuba too. Uh, the Cubans uh, tell, told us all the time, hey, don't vote for this guy. This guy is dangerous. This guy is crazy. So a lot of my friends, my neighbors, uh, moved uh, to the United States like a year before Chavez went in office. 
I mean, when, when he started running for president, we knew this guy, okay. we thought he was gonna close the borders. We thought he was gonna be that crazy, but uh, he banned the weapons first. And then the second thing they do, let's say Venezuela, uh, but when I was there, I was, it was like uh, uh, 33 million people in the country. Everybody had money. It was super, super, everybody had, not rich, but everybody had like a house at the beach. I mean, you have, I used to have a hot dog stand and I was making 200 bucks a day. Mm. Back there, it was a lot of money. I mean, it was a lot of money. So everybody have good, everybody have everything. And so the second thing they do, let's say like 10 million people really go to vote, right? So they give food stamps and free stuff to 6 million. Mm. So they give houses, they start building a little houses, people, and then give them food stamps, give them money, and all these social um, programs that they come out with. So the money has to come from somewhere. So they start destroying all the uh, big companies, like the rice company, sugar manufacturers, I mean, everybody, farmers, uh, everybody. So they, they used to give this money every month to all 6 million people. And they told them, if you vote against us, you lose the health. Mm. And that's how he got full powers. They, they run uh, elections just to, 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 to pretty much eliminate. Crazy, dude. And he won. And because he's got six million people. So that's, that's what they do. They use the money. They use the money. To, to, to fund these, these social programs. They use the money to keep people underneath their fingers. So what I'm going to do, gang, is I'm going to put this link in the description bar below. It's in the uh, it's on the YouTube chat, so you guys can go see it there. I'll make sure to attach it to the episode article as well because it's 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 mind blowing. And at the same time as this man from Venezuela is coming out saying, "Hey, you guys need to watch out for this hyperinflationary collapse. You need to watch out for the gun control. You need to watch out for this universal basic income because that's all a trap to lull you into sleep." Another video came out about how they're basically paying the farmers to destroy their crops. So last year when we heard about them, you know, destroying crops and euthanizing animals because of COVID. Oh, yeah. Oh, let's kill millions of chickens because of COVID. Right. Remember that? Well, this year, because of the supply chain disruptions, they're being offered money to destroy those crops, even though people want them. They can't find places to go, but because, oh, well, they might be contaminated, they're being paid more to get rid of their crops instead of actually selling them. So if you needed any more reason to get storable goods, don't don't take it from me. Remember that history repeats itself, dude. And if you guys can't hear people freaking out, raising the alarm, trying to trying to trying to wake people up, if you can't see the signs of time, we still fall prey to it. That's on us. But we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be joined by you guys on the other side, uh, talking about topics, covering the news, and more. Don't go anywhere. Uh, this is Freedom Faction, over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back, right after this. In a world... Where secret powers are in play. Where nothing is as it seems. One brand of clothing gives crusaders of truth a voice. 
One brand in the fight against terror, deceit, and destruction. We are not merchants of fear. We are not a parody of free thinkers. It was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat. This season, get ready to awaken the masses. Forget the politicians. Politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. Forbidden clothes. Because if you know, you know. Understand what's going on around you. You are in a state of war. And you have precious little time to save yourself. It's a slow process which we call active measures. The first stage being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. The next stage is destabilization. What matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. The next stage is crisis. With a violent change of power, structure and economy, period of normalization. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C. who will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfilled or not. time bomb is ticking but every second disaster is coming closer and closer the danger is real Forces in this world that remind us of how fragile we are. We thought we were safe. We thought it could never happen to us. Then life like a fog descends upon us, blanketing our memories. Through the haze, we travel its hidden paths, lost in its secret places. And when the storm, turbulent and immovable, forces us to shelter, we remember. It calls to us, calls us back. Back to the ports and the harbors of our past. We fight the currents that pull and drag us off course, not a light or star to chart the way. 
And when we arrive, we don't always know it at first. The places we once loved guise by time. Then we see it. The place we've been trying to get back to. Safe at last. We've found our way home. Salutations, my friends. Thank you for joining us. I'm going to try to do a thing. Hopefully it works. Let's see if we can get this video over here to play without any incident. Here is this young man talking about these food shortages and farmers uh, essentially being told that they'll, they'll be paid for destroying their, 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 their crops. Let's listen. Nope. Okay. Well, we are not able. They're, they're being offered subsidies to destroy their food. Uh, here, you need to hear this from this gentleman because it's much better than I can describe it. Uh, so give me one second to go ahead and get this up for you guys. This is just the importance of uh, getting all this stuff on on record, man. It's crazy. Uh, but uh, let's play this and then we'll continue on from there. This is asking the question, are they planning a mass starvation event? So me and my coworker got talking today and something came up that I didn't really think about when my dad mentioned it to me. He's worked in the agriculture industry for over 40 years. The farmers are being offered 1.5 times the value of their crops to destroy them. 1.5 value the they will not receive to destroy your crops. Farming if they refuse to destroy their crops. What does that mean? That means that the farmer cannot afford to provide you with food based upon the taxes the government is levying on him if the government Crazy. doesn't in turn give him back his tax money to provide you with food. Kind of a fucked up system, but that's how it works. And, well, they're not going to subsidize them if they don't destroy the crops. They'll pay them more than what it's worth, and they want them to destroy it, and they'll still get their subsidies. Crazy. They're trying to create a food shortage. We've got eight months to get our own food supply. We're probably going to be facing mass starvation. Good luck. Good luck. There you have it. Good luck. So this is coming from a TikToker. Uh, this is coming from somebody else. This isn't this isn't coming from me, right? They're not pulling up stats. They're not pulling up articles. They're not playing for you videos of 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 of, of truckers, you know, not being able to make their deposits or being able to make their their, their their shipments, right? This is somebody who has family that's been working in the food and agricultural industry for the past 40 years informing you that farmers are being paid 1.5 uh, times the normal rate of their crop for simply destroying them. And they'll actually be penalized 
for not destroying them. So they're literally being incentivized to destroy their crops and help aid in this mass starvation event. Like the gentleman said right there, you've got eight months to figure out what you're doing. Eight months. And that's what I'm saying. We still are not talking about the socioeconomic devastation that C-19 brought. We're definitely not putting it on uh, the scale to see the long-lasting impacts. And this right here is another thing that we do not need. So, guys, ladies, gentlemen, please get yourself storable goods. This is not like a – I'm not fear-mongering you to say, oh, buy our products, buy our products, buy our products. This is me going to the store without a mask on, with a pregnant wife, thinking, my God, I got to get stuff for a baby here soon, dude. And, 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 and stuff's not showing up. So, yeah, no, I'm getting storable goods. The people around me are getting storable goods. Uh, I gave away some storable goods as, as gifts to other people. I think they're looking at those a little bit differently these days. I'm getting storable goods for my parents, the in-laws, and more because I'm not playing around. I am definitely not going to be sitting in some freaking bread line. I'm not going to be waiting outside for handouts. I'm not going to be doing that crap. I'm, I'm just not. I'm just not doing it. It's just not how it's going down. You know, and you got to understand, they're going to use food as a as a literal weapon. Like uh, touching on what we had talked about before going to the break, that man escaped from Venezuela back in like 90, in the 90s. It only got worse from there. I had talked about this with exclusive members, the fingerprints for food uh, situation down there in Venezuela. You go finish listening to that man's uh, interview. It's not it, it, it's so transparent of what's going on. He's talking about, again, the economic conditions deteriorating over time to where it's like literally impossible for people to live there. He said he got he got excited when a friend of his found an expired can of tuna. Could you imagine things being that broken, that desperate? That's what I'm saying by getting us used to austerity, getting us used to being poor. This is this is this is not a good thing, dude. This is not a good thing. When we play a clip for you guys just last week of a man at a gas station freaking out because he's like, yo, I need my Trump back. I need my Trump back because we're all acting goofy. We're acting like sheep. We didn't have shortages. We don't have we, we had jobs. We had money. We were flush. And then what happened? We let this clown in office. Better yet, we didn't let this clown in. He wiggled and, 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 and worked his way into office. He stole the election. And now they're about to hollow out and carve up the carve up the country to all of our adversaries. So if you are not paying attention, you need to get storable goods. This is not a this isn't a hey, buy from me, buy from me, buy from me. This is a you need to be prepared. We're worried about we're worried about gas shortages. Let me play for you guys. Let me just pull up some quick things that we put in the Telegram chat. Let me just read some things to you guys real quick to explain the increasing destabilization that they're told, telling us to get used to. Right. Did you know there were over 12 different mass shootings over the weekend? I didn't. I did not know there were mass shootings over the weekend. But apparently there were. There were 12 mass shootings over the weekend. Let me pull this article up for you guys so I can just read this. Because, again, this is more the general destabilization they're telling us to get used to. Uh, and this is why stuff is still good. This is why you still have access to Internet. And, oh, the food's all working. Uh, um, the stores are still there. The ones that haven't bent the knee to, to, to inclusivity, uh, Black Lives Matter or to COVID, they're still there. 
but imagine whenever they're not. Imagine whenever things get really scarce. Let me pull this up for you guys so you can read it as well, or at least see the proof of it. And then we'll kind of, we'll kind of go from there. Uh, again, we are going to be joined by you guys in this segment. So please do so. Uh, either hop in via Telegram. We'll pull people on so they can get, give their opinions. Uh, either hop in via Telegram or hop in uh, through YouTube. Uh, I, put the, I put the link to get in through StreamYard in the Telegram. Uh, so really, truly, the option is yours. Right here, 12 mass shootings over the weekend as America descends into a chaotic summer. Uh, this comes from Zero Heads. They put this up May 24th. It says there's a lot of noise from the Biden administration who claim to be addressing gun violence as an epidemic. But their efforts have only been for optics, as very little action has been taken so far. This past weekend, a dozen mass shootings were recorded across the country. This is according to CNN. Nonprofit research group Gun Violence Archive, GVA, reported that at least 12 mass shootings were observed in eight states, including Illinois, New Jersey, Ohio, Indiana, South Carolina, Virginia, Texas, and Minnesota. That's crazy. I got to go out to South Carolina in July. It says on Sunday afternoon, Chicago police investigated a shooting that left four men ages 20 through 41 critically wounded on the city's west side. Detectives are investigating the incident, and there are no suspects. It goes on to say that besides the mass shootings in Chicago, which is characterized as four or more people killed or wounded by gunfire, 48 people were shot, 11 fatally across the city over the weekend. Statistical website Hey Jackass shows violent crime ticked up across the metro area as the weather becomes warmer and the city is reopening the economy. Then it's got like a little graph right there, a 30-day stupidity trend, right? Tracking how uh, how 84.1% were wounded, 15.9% were killed. Uh, and as the as Michael Snyder pointed out in his blog, the economic collapse back in like March, he's like, hey, this is the best it's going to get because it's going to get worse. It will get worse with, again, supply shortages, lack of resources, lack of opportunity. It's going to get worse. You see, this is the part I hate about our show, dude, is because we're so real and reality is like intense and we pay attention to stuff that's not really talked about on the mainstream news. I'll sit here and spit facts with you all day and explain to you how we are going down the crap hole very fast. And this has been done by design. And to a degree, we have feckless and inept so-called leaders and elected officials in positions where they're incompetent. They were plant, They were put there to be uh, uh, obsolete. They were put there to be incompetent and foolish. That's why when you look at that clown, that decrepit mummy, Joe Biden, you don't feel strong looking at him. You look at yourself like you're a joke. You think, my God, is this your king? No, this ain't my king. Oh, no, I don't. Oh, no, 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 no. Like homie said, I want my Trump back. And I'm not over here trying to make this like a whole pro-Trump thing. What I'm trying to tell you is we're only a couple hundred days into Biden's administration. And look at how many red flags are already popping up. Like I need to do a compilation of all the craziness that just keeps continually unfolding. Like check this out. 
BLM activists hospitalized with life-threatening injuries after being shot in the head in London. Shot in the head. Bang, bang. And these are the people that are calling for it to fund the police. So, again, I ask you, uh, is it going to get better or is it going to get a lot worse? The sad truth is, is I think it's going to get a lot worse before it gets a lot better. And uh, that's just the that's that's just the whole that's the way the cookie crumbles. That's just the facts. It's got to get a lot worse before it gets better. You know, I was um. Oh god! Oh my god! You got people burning down houses, fighting on planes, uh, leaving kids at at at, at restaurants. I, I I sometimes turn on the phone and I just think to myself, what am I going to see today? Huh? Like you, you always think like, ah, oh, shucks, you know, that, uh, that'll be enough. That'll, that'll do. Like Shrek says, that'll do donkey. That'll do. You always think like, ah, oh, shucks. I've, I've, I've seen it. I'm good. Drag queen story time, you know, uh, 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 perverted old men. Being promiscuous with children? Ah, Jesus. It can't get any worse than that. It can't. And then you see, again, people leaving babies in dumpsters. You see them burning down their houses. Uh, You see them burning down their houses with their lovers and their children still in them. And it's like, when the hell did Pandora's box get open? What, What is happening to us? And so whenever I had this little adage a couple years ago saying, oh, Men don't want to be men. Women don't want to be women. And nobody wants to work. Society collapses. That was just something I kind of said real quick. But we're beginning to see, again, the dangerous effects of this mentality and how it is pervading society, corrupting us. Like this is, again, that culture of decadence and degeneracy. And it's got to happen. Sad truth, dude. It's got to happen. You know, I was telling you guys about how I went to the store and how I've been doing everything without a mask now. The wife's pregnant. So they look at this black dude with this white chick and she's all pregnant and we ain't wearing masks. You should have, you, you can guess the type of looks we get. I tell her, I'm like, babe, this needs to happen. You need to see how we entertain the psychosis and how, because we're outside of this matrix, we didn't get the vaccine, did not. We just took it off. We just took off the mask and said, let's, Let's see what happens. Right? Because if it's safe and effective, you're trying to tell me you want this pregnant woman to take an injection in her belly? Tell her that. Because you don't believe it. And so what you're doing is you're, is you're, is you're trying to wake people up in the softest way possible with a smile. But that's what I'm saying. It's got to, we're going to see pushback. It's just not going to come in the form that we're expecting. The same way that you're so used to seeing the same type of aesthetically pleasing posts from Freedom Faction, you're still going to see pushback. You're just going to see it different. You're used to seeing the information put out in a certain way. Yet we're feeding you guys constant information on Telegram. Just because you want it to look a certain way doesn't mean that the change isn't happening. Maybe you should change your perspective and see what you need to do to keep that change moving forward. Just something to think about. Just something to think about. But again, touching back on the increasing destabilization and civil unrest that they're wanting us to get used to. 
this is a part of the austerity measures as well. Mike, like, Mike crabs trying to escape a boiling pot, frogs trying to jump up out the pot. There's only so many resources and we all want a piece of the pie. What's going to happen when just like in Venezuela, they offer a, uh, what's it called? A, a, a food for fingerprints program. We're beginning to see that now with the vaccine incentives. Frickin' vaccine lotteries. My God, that sounds like Russian roulette to me. Why don't you just go ahead and put that gun to my head? That would be easier than a vaccine lottery. But think about this, incentivizing people to take a, a, a dangerous experimental injection. They're not even calling it a vaccine. You see how we just call it a jab? Because it's not even a jab. It's a gene therapy. It is experimental treatment. They are experimenting upon us. But that's how far we have gone. We have let these people run roughshod. They lied to us for a full year. We didn't call them out. They muzzled us. We didn't call them out. They injected us with deadly poison. We didn't call them out. And guess what? Now they're coming for your kids. Are we going to say something? Are we going to fight back? Because they're basically poisoning an entire generation. And that's what I started off the topics with, how this vaccine, how the vaccine damages is going to create a whole new list of disabilities. So just like that, the pharmaceutical companies get their cut, the insurance companies get their cut. And guess what? You got all these new doctors and new nurses that have all these patients to experiment upon with these new developing gene therapies, because they will have to admit that the jab wasn't an actual vaccine that they actually did manipulate this individual's uh, genetics and that they had to come up with completely different therapeutic approaches to help mitigate some of the damage that was caused with the, with, with the first shot. A better way to explain it is this. Let me see if I pull this up for you guys. 60 minutes did a quick 60 minutes did like a quick uh, highlight, so to speak. It's like seven minutes long. Let me see if I can find you the clip part I wanted to talk about. It's this individual, this 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 young male uh, who basically talks about not being a male anymore. They cut off his genitals. He wanted to be a, a woman. And so when they cut off his genitals and they gave him a vagina, just like that, you mutilated yourself. You didn't become a woman. And so now he's upset that he's he's unable to detransition. And so the same thing's going to happen with these vaccines. You can't just say, oh, well, I'll, I'll let the flu run its course. They altered your genetics. You can't just like, re- there, there's no undo button. You can't hit uh, control Z on that. Here's this quick highlighted video of, uh, of transgenders expressing their discontent for being unable to detransition. God, dude, I'm telling you, this, this, this is, it's, it's getting crazy out there. It really is. As if it wasn't crazy enough, we're going even crazier. Uh, but I'm only going to play a little bit of this. Hopefully people will join us so we can move on to something else. But my God, let's just listen to this and then we'll continue on. That You were blindly affirmed. I didn't get enough pushback on transitioning. I went for two appointments. And after the second one, I had like my letter to go get on cross-sex hormones. Two visits. That's it. Two All visits. Four tell us they learned about transitioning on the internet, where there are transformation videos on YouTube, trans influencers, and forums. Yeah, I've just never been able to be me, but I can now. 
For Daisy oh, in wow. Chicago, who says she started taking hormones at 18, everything was great in the beginning. After every step that you take, every milestone feels like a million bucks. When I got top surgery, I was elated. When I changed my name, I was elated. But when everything that I had set out to do was done, I still felt incomplete. Garrett from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, went from taking hormones to getting his testicles removed, oh my he says, God. in just three months, whereas the current guidelines call for continuous use for a year. He later got a breast augmentation, but instead of feeling more himself, he says he felt worse. So more depressed after you transitioned than before. Mm -hmm. I had sure. never really been suicidal before um, until I had my breast augmentation. And about a week afterwards, I wanted to, like, actually kill myself. Like, I had a plan, and I was going to do it, but I just kept thinking about, like, my family to stop myself. Good God. So this this is a whole can of worms um, that I don't think we should open up in this particular transmission. I think I'm just trying to prove a point um, that you have all of this social engineering. You've got all of this. This is wonderful, right? You, you, you've got all this propaganda, uh, all this content, so to speak, that promotes you to do this like hey this is a wonderful thing and i've talked about this over here on the show as well uh that that uh, i know somebody who transitioned and whenever they tried to detransition there was no help crickets you know the transgender community abandoned them and they thought the very same thing that the gentleman garrett said right there uh that he wanted to kill himself and he was almost successful and so this is a whole can of worms, but the same way you see all this push to join the transgender community, you know, Johnny become Jenny, all this stuff like that. You also don't see the other side of that argument. And that's what I'm trying to point out with, with C-19 and more. You see all this push from Dunkin' Donuts, from McDonald's, from Uber, from Lyft, right? From your local Walgreens. Everybody's doing it. But here's the crazy thing. And I think this, this, this just dropped from Project Veritas. Here's the crazy thing. You're not hearing that pushback. You're not hearing the moms who are like, I gave my child this shot and they had an aneurysm. You're not hearing how, uh, how the moms are, are, are experiencing the adverse vaccine reactions that they're posting it on online and then they're getting censored. There's an entire subreddit group of people who have experienced adverse reactions. Oh, but over there on Fedbook, they figured out how to kick people off. They figured out how to, individually censor people's personal accounts of vaccine adverse reactions. And so they're saying, oh, that's fake news. They're, it's not even news whenever these are, again, people's personal accounts of experiencing some of these adverse effects. That's what I'm saying. We're not hearing the alternative of that. We're not hearing, uh, the, 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 I guess, the inverse or the converse, I'm not sure. We're not hearing the alternative of that. We're just hearing that it's a great thing. You know, get your shot. You can go hang out at the movie theater now. You can go be like everybody else. We're not hearing that these people are experiencing the blood clots, that they're having decreased lung functionality, that some of them are suffering, uh, again, aneurysms, seizures, uh, all, all, all of this. 
And so we will, because the truth has to come out the same way that these individuals who transitioned no longer want to be transitioned, no longer want to be a part of that community. The truth will come out the same way Dr. Anthony Fauci is being exposed for the lying scumbag he is, having the ties to Wuhan and so much more. It's coming out. The sad part is, is when this stuff comes out, how many people are going to put it that it, that it was the vaccine that did it and then call for an end of the vaccines and this whole campaign? Again, what type of other therapies are going to be introduced to help mitigate this? Because this is the pharmaceutical companies that went and did this. Remember, we talked about this. We've talked about the Sackler family. We've talked about Johnson & Johnson, their talcum powder, their baby powder, how it literally gave men breasts. And then fast forward to where we're at now, we think they're the cat's meow because they've just decided to make an experimental gene therapy for this brand new virus. It's like people really need to start thinking about stuff. The fact that they're trying to coerce, coerce you into doing it, setting you up with a vaccine lottery. Shucks, you could have your, your prison sentence reduced for taking this experimental poison. You've got to look at how they're coaxing this, man. This is a chocolate flavored cyanide pill. They're trying to kill you. And on top of that, it's not even fast. It's not like a it's it's not like real Russian roulette, where if you if you do get the bullet, boom, you kill yourself, that's it. This isn't that type of option. This is a slow kill option. This is a slow kill option to where they'll drain you for 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 every dollar you have for these experimental therapies. Again, chemo doesn't work. You're better off developing a nice, uh, healthy regime with saw palmetto and getting involved in uh, 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 holistic foods. Chemo doesn't work. It ends up killing and irradiating half of the patients. But you see, that's what I'm saying. These are, again, some of these experimental treatments that they'll take for these people who experience these new disabilities. And it is just horrible. It truly is. It truly is. I think this would be a good time uh, for me to pull up real quick for you guys a clip of vaccine shedding. And then hopefully somebody will join us at that time period. Um, but vaccine shedding. And this is how people who are essentially receiving the vaccine, how to a degree they could be potentially sharing uh, the contents of the vaccine to other people. It's a very, very weird concept, a very, very crazy thing to think about. Uh, but let me see if I pull this up for you guys, and then we'll continue on from there. Telegram, folks, I'll go ahead and put that link in the description bar below so you can listen to it. Uh, but the evidence is there. It really is there, and it just takes time. And um, I guess a different type of mind to sit there and digest it. Uh, but this is vaccine shedding causing miscarriages and blood clots and unvaccinated females. Did you hear about that? Probably not, because the mainstream media does not want to archive or document any of the adverse effects that are taking place. They just want you to hurry up and get your shot. It's very interesting. We haven't seen uh, Bill Gates or, 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 or Fauci take that shot, but they're pressuring everybody else to get it. We'll play this clip and then we'll continue on from there. According to a recent Israeli study, Pfizer's vaccine is 40 times more deadly for old people than the actual COVID-19 virus. And deaths began skyrocketing in Vietnam and Cambodia 
once the vaccine was administered to the public. By all accounts, the cure and experimental mRNA gene therapy is far deadlier than the so-called asymptomatic disease, which amounts to the common cold. Despite the fact that the U.S. federal government deliberately poisoned the alcohol supply during prohibition, killing at least 10,000 people, infected thousands of children with the polio vaccine in 1955, leaving hundreds with paralysis and killing almost a dozen, infected millions of Americans with simian virus from contaminated polio vaccines, and aggressively pushed highly addictive opioids on Americans while diligently securing the Afghan poppy fields with our U.S. troops. Despite a dreadful history of death, injury, and lies, millions of people are somehow willing to line up for the latest experimental shot from Big Pharma. But not only is the vaccine causing death and injury to the vaccinated, the vaccinated seem to be shedding something terrible to the unvaccinated. And Big Brother does not want you to know about it. If you Google search mRNA vaccine shedding, all you will find are articles claiming that such a thing is a conspiracy theory, as if we are all stupid. But if you specify for anything published prior to, say, 2017, you will find a different story. Right at the top, studies show that vaccinated individuals spread disease, sources several scientific studies showing how vaccinated individuals can shed the virus for months and infect the unvaccinated. And in their very own vaccine trials, Pfizer was concerned about shedding. In particular, they were concerned about pregnant women being exposed to vaccinated test subjects by inhalation or skin contact. After a young woman posted on Instagram how her menstrual cycles were affected after coming into contact with a person who had recently been vaccinated, she was inundated with hundreds of messages from other women who have experienced the same. Her account has been deleted several times by Instagram for sharing these stories. Women who have bled for weeks after being in contact with the vaccinated. Women bleeding from their eyes. Women who have bled so badly they needed blood transfusions. Several women having miscarriages. And girls as young as one year old bleeding from their vaginas. These personal accounts are banned and censored from the public. And now Insane. President Joe Biden is announcing that fully vaccinated people can go outdoors without a mask. It seems that the worst is yet to come. For Infowars.com, this is Greg Reese. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Powerful content, powerful messages. But again, that shows you they know what's going on. They incubated this, they planned it, they wargamed it. We talked about it. Vent 201. And now look at what is unfolding before our very eyes. So much chaos and so much insanity that to a degree people don't want to admit it. And I get it. It's overwhelming. It's 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 jarring. It's disturbing. But fear is not what we need. What we need is more courage. And uh, while playing that video, thankfully, because we scheduled this in advance, uh, that video clip that we had mentioned earlier in the show just dropped. 
And uh, this, uh, let me see if I can get this clip up here for you guys. Basically what this is, is parents shouting down police officers who are trying to keep their kids. Like, let me see if I can explain this for you. Do a little bit of a setup. Basically what happened is what I talked about earlier. Uh, in Canada, there are ice cream trucks driving around, basically trying to give kids vaccines. Kids see an ice cream truck. They think they hear the ice cream music, you know, the music we all grew up with as a child. You hear it and like, like a baby, you run right up to it. Uh, and then when you get there, you see a man in a white coat. You think, oh, shucks, could I have uh, a rocky road with a little bit of sprinkles and a cherry on top? And then he says, sure, reaches back behind him. What does he pull out? A needle, you know, plunges that needle inside of your kid's arm. You're watching this whole thing go down. You're freaking out. Now, that's probably an overcharacterization of what happened. Uh, but is it, though? Because what you're about to listen to are parents shouting down police officers who are keeping them from being able to have access to their children. These kids, through like a legal loophole, without parental consent, were administered these experimental jabs. And now they want to pull their kids away from this experimental injection site. And the officers, the police officers, they're not doing anything. So let's listen to this travesty. Let's listen to this. Is, is, it, this goes past illegal, bro. Like This is evil to me. You get me? These cops know full well what is going on. They have the power to stop it. But what do they do? They sit there, not even stone cold face. You can't see them. They got the masks on. That's what I mean by stormtroopers. You have to understand, jackboots of the jackboots of the state. These are not these are not officers do right. Let's play this and then we'll continue on. Yep. I messed up. Messed up. I didn't put it in the uh, the right thingy. Give me one second, monks. Let me uh, put this in the. There we go. Let me put this up for you guys, and then we'll continue on. Sorry about that. Here are those parents yelling at these jackboots to let them have access to their children. Every single fucking one of you. Every one of you. I'm inviting you now to join us to stop this happening. Right now. Hey, Rise Up. We are at Nathan Phillips Square. Um, we're at the pop-up vaccine clinic, and uh, the police have just told us that we are not allowed to be on the Nathan Phillips Square property, so we're out on the sidewalk now, and we're trying to speak to the police. Crazy. Listen to this mom. Now 
Amen. Listen to this. There you go. There you go. You fuck with the wrong generation. My children. My children are in harm. My children, your children, whether or not you have the capacity to understand this, your children, enough. Enough. Enough is enough, dude. You're coming after kids. You come after kids. You got to have parents stand up to fight back against this to know it's wrong. Like, think about this, man. And look at uh, audio listeners. You guys can't see this folks over there on Telegram audio. You guys couldn't see it. But we're, we're there's at least like 12. There's a dozen cops there. What do you have a dozen cops for at an injection site? What are you doing? That's so illegal. Sorry about that, folks over there on Telegram. I, 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 I didn't hit the unmute button, uh, but we were just playing a quick clip of a mother basically standing up for her children, standing up for all children, talking about having the spirit of four children, the strength of four children in her and how she's not scared of these tyrants. I had to ask the question of what are you doing at an injection site to where you need over a dozen police officers to maintain order? What are you doing that's so that 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 is mm, so wrong that you need to have force there? That's something for me to think about, dude. That's something for you guys to think about. And that's what I'm saying. We're going to need to see a lot more pushback moving forward. Because that type of energy, what you guys just listened to right there, that's the start. That truly is the start of what's coming. Not the end, but the start. That's the pushback. Taking off the mask is the step one. Saying I'm done with it is step one. Coming after them is step two. Step three is coming up with a battle plan so you can start recovering and rescuing people who are still brainwashed. That is the beginning of the pushback. It's a great start though, isn't it? It's sad that we have to come down to our children essentially being pawns in this whole situation, but that shows you how we, how we messed up, how we slacked, how they took our openness as weakness. I got to use this as a quick, um, as a quick moment to plug. I had the other day, somebody said, <laughs> somebody commented, on, on uh, me saying, hey, we're beginning to switch to a subscription-based model. They said, ha, huh, so much for freedom, truth, et cetera, et cetera, and transparency. And you know me. I had to respond. I had to say, wow, I guess I don't have the freedom to be transparent and be truthful with you to tell you that the free trial version of what we were doing is over. There's your Transparency. Because we have that whole, you know, 250 episodes over 15 days worth of content. Oh, I guess that just doesn't exist. 
ah, I guess that just doesn't matter. I guess what we what we say, what we've been doing, oh, you know, maybe we should just be like some of these other social media influencers and make cute, trendy videos telling you to go get that experimental poison plunged into your arm. I guess what I'm really trying to say is if you guys want to support this operation, you can do so. Not by going to Patreon because they kicked us off. I foresee uh, PayPal doing the very same thing as well, engaging in political persecution. But if you guys want to support this operation, scan those QR codes. I'm going to be launching for sure a subscription-based service to where we don't have to worry about the riffraff like that lady I just commented about earlier. Oh, just what? Just keep working forever for free, providing hour-long shows, documentary, uh, evidence, documents, PDFs, links, so much more. I should just do all that for free. If you guys want to support this endeavor of getting the information out, of getting the truth out, of trying to figure out how do we break through that electronic burn wall, support us because we already are. The same way that I'm telling you, our wins are not going to come in a way that we are familiar with, that we have to make our own wins. That this is it, that we are winning, that we are winners, that we are fighters, that we have succeeded, and we are going to overcome this. Support this operation. I have so many plans I'd like to get launched that the fact I see people still up over there on Instagram wasting a lot of people's time on nothing, not informing them, not educating them, entertaining them, it's like a massive frustration. And so, we don't care about the hundreds of thousands of followers anymore. That's this, that is the cold, hard truth. What I care about are the people that have rocked with us, the people that have stayed with us and have the people that, the, the people that want to work with us. And that's you listening right now. That's you. You know, we didn't, we, that is you listening now, listening in the past. You are the resistance. I used to think that was such a such a silly statement. I would listen to people say it on shows. They'd have it as bumper music. They said, if you're listening to this, you are the resistance. That's not a joke. When I tell you that a fair amount of the population has been propagandized to, look into the Smith Monk Modernization Act. Look into it. Look at also Operation Mockingbird. Look at how the CIA has infiltrated the media how a lot of the stuff you're seeing out there is propaganda, how you do not hear uh, organic thought, original opinions, right? You, 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 I freaked out about this the other day. You end up hearing uh, propaganda regurgitated to you through comedians. So not only do you not hear truth, you hear lies that are designed to sound funny and sweet and cute. And I don't think, again, people understand the depths of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. To where we're at a point to where we expect the lies to be the truth. You're expecting a facsimile to be reality, a joke to be truth. You've got to look at what they're doing to us. And I don't just mean biologically, physically, right? Carnally speaking. I mean emotionally. I mean spiritually. We had talked about it earlier in the show, the increasing levels of destabilization, the civil unrest that's occurring from that. Uh, oxygen deprivation, people wearing masks, people being violent, people being brainwashed and conditioned to hate other people. We're seeing the effects of this. This is not a good thing. 
And so when you have a fair amount of the population that's been brainwashed, propagandized to uh, had their will broken and their spirits manipulated, you've got to look at what, whoa, what's going on there and what will what will that lead to? We are now in a time to where they literally arrest pastors over lies, too. They're, oh, we got to stop the COVID. But you're going to arrest a pastor? Man, you by being in proximity of this individual, you're violating your social distancing guidelines right there. You could be potentially ex, uh, exposed to COVID right there. So it's not about the virus. It's about sending a message. It's about letting the people know. That, 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 you, that you can't escape what they're trying to deploy, that you have to engage this, that you've got to fight back. And that's what I'm saying. That lady yelling at that wall of cops, that's the start, dude. That's the that's that's a visceral start. It is an emotional, tear-jerking start to what has to come. Because believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, the drums of war are already beating. You can feel it in your bones. You can feel it in your soul. You can feel it because you know it's coming. You don't know when. We don't know how. But war or some conflict, or as I keep saying, some type of civil unrest or destabilizing event is coming. And with it is coming a whole new normal, a real new normal. Right now, these are the birth pangs. They're telling you to get used to some strange stuff. You're going to have to, the, 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 the lifestyle that you're so familiar with, the comfortability, the accessibility, the leisure, the largesse, the grandiose approach. Oh, well, yeah. The first world that you've grown so attached to will not be there unless you receive the vaccine. Our freedoms are being held hostage. And so we're all having to adjust to this new normal. And it's not even about that. I saw today. What was it? Texas Governor uh, Greg Abbott said, we're going to defund those cities that begin to defund the police. And so I just got this image of like of, of, of a Zabellian reality where you have, again, portions of states because the funding is not being equally distributed. Uh, portions of states where they're basically holdouts or fortresses or redoubts or just consolidated areas uh, that have all of what's going on here. They have all the funding. They have all of the uh, the, the corporate sponsors. Right. All the foreign involvement, the foreign investments and things like this. Because, again, you've got to think about this. You've got Governor Texas Governor Greg Abbott saying, hey, we're going to defund the cities that defund the police. You've got Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot beginning to engage in segregating the population the same way that uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is as well beginning to segregate the population from the vaccinated to the unvaccinated. And so it's not about race. We're, we're, we're creating a class society, a class-based society, where if you either oppose the system, you don't get nothing. They're even talking about it over there in Chicago, having two separate meals for the uh, uh, menus for the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. It's like, wow. So we literally just took all the stuff that they did like in the 60s, the, 50, the 40s, the 50s, and the 60s with segregation, and we just transplanted it to create a, 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 a medical dictatorship, a scientific dictatorship to where you're just a dirty human if you don't receive this experimental jab. Oh, but if you do, you can get your free Dunkin' Donuts. 
Shucks, you could even win a million dollars. Heck, you could go to prison and receive half the time off your sentence. How does that sound? You see how they're gradually rolling out the social credit score system. And so I don't really expect a lot of what uh, I've grown up with to be there by the time my child gets here. I really don't. I expect a real new normal to be there. Somebody had asked me to talk about, again, economic secession, agorism, right? Peaceful revolution or conventional revolution. Because this is where we're at, man. I'm telling you. This is why I've always advocated for renaissance over revolution because, ooh, (laughs) I've always advocated for renaissance over revolution because we need more ideas to fight this. Because this isn't, this isn't something that's meant to be fought. This is something that's meant to be all-encompassing. And that's why ideas are the only thing that's going to penetrate it, man. Going at this full force is not going to win. That's why we have to think about, again, different methods of approaching this monstrosity. Because folks like us, right, the people that didn't take the vaccine, the ones that knew about Event 201, the ones that called out all this stuff at the very beginning, that this was being used as a cover to usurp your rights. We are the, we are the trailblazers. We are the ones that have to do all this work, take the hit because like that lady you listened to right there, she learned that this was a trap and now she's got to do even more work to not only educate her kids, but other people as well. This is the pushback. This is that we're going to see a powder keg event, but this is why they tell you all the time that the revolution will not be televised. The revolution won't be televised, but the insurrection will be. The subversion will be. Oh, you're pushing back against this? Oh, we're not going to show you that. Oh, you want to be a part of this? Well, come on, man. Go ahead and download Uber so you can go ahead and get your vaccine. You can have a free donut. You see how that works? The revolution will not be televised, but the subversion will. I think it came out sometime in the news this week that you got Biden's State Department basically advocating more BLM slogans. The revolution will not be televised, but the subversion and the insurrection will be. Because the people you're seeing this information come from, they're not they're not like me and you, Right. Long-time listeners, you guys have literally listened to me grow up. Some of you have even met me. It's been pretty awesome. We've gotten into trouble. I love it. But the other people out there, the ones in the mainstream media, even Fox and OAN and any of these other, air quotes, brand new media, uh uh-uh, they're not like us. They're just now becoming woke to what's really going on with globalism the technocracy, the Illuminati, and more. A lot of them have been bought and paid for. Shucks, I literally just read to you good people over here on this show how social media influencers are being bought out by shady Russian uh, sponsors that don't even exist. And so I'm not bought out and paid for. Fuck, man. I've had to sit here and beg you guys for support. And regardless of the support, I've sat here and been honest through and through. And so you have to understand that a fair amount of the population has been brainwashed, propagandized to you. They have no idea what the hell is going on. And if you promote to them or or, or talk to them about alternative viewpoints, you're scaring them because they've not known what's been going on for quite some time. You coming in there explaining all kinds of stuff that they don't know and don't know that they need to know 
sometimes to a degree traumatizes them. That's why this position we are in is so delicate, dude, because you want to wake people up. You want to give them the tools they need. You also kind of want to put like a little bit of pep in their step. But at the same time, you don't want to overwhelm people. This is overwhelming. We're talking about civilization ending level stuff about them culling the population. And unless you have like the mental fortitude or the spiritual, uh, the spiritual strength, the willpower, however you want to look at it, unless you got the balls to sit here and say, yeah, this is really happening. Holy be Jesus. What are we going to do? You're not going to do that. You're going to stick your head in the sand. You're going to roll up your sleeve and you're going to say, well, I can't wait to get back to the clubs again. I can't wait to get back to the bars again. You've got to experience pushback, man. If there is anything I can tell you, you have got to be ready to experience pushback, adversity, challenge, and more. You got to be willing to let people, let them, let them test you. Because nine times out of 10, the people that are, are testing you, they don't believe that. Otherwise, they wouldn't be challenging you. They, at a certain level, need that alternative viewpoint because they're not exposed to it. That's why I'm like, this is such a very, very, such a crazy and chaotic time to be alive. Um, it really is. Because as I talked about earlier in the show, how they've expanded the Overton window, how they've moved us a little bit farther down the line, you've got to think about what that entails. The stuff that I thought sounded hardcore, right? It's passe now. Like the, It's passe. Pedophiles having access to your kids, trying to sexually molest them. We call that drag queen story time. Injecting dangerous pharmaceuticals and experimental drugs inside of children. Oh, well, that's just COVID. Spraying harmful chemicals over the sky and potentially affecting uh, the, 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 the biology of the planet. Oh, you mean Bill Gates? He's teaming up with Harvard. Are you talking about Scope X? Where they're spraying calcium carbonate over the sky? Oh no, that, that that's 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 to fight climate change. Well, I don't. What's the problem? And so, just like that, we're inside of a trap. We're inside of a trap where the good guys are the bad guys, and the bad guys are the good guys. What happened to us calling out Monsanto, calling out Johnson and Johnson, calling out AstraZeneca, calling out any of these pharmaceutical companies for literally doing exactly what they're doing right now? We're not, uh, it's like, okay, cool. We're over the opioid epidemic, I guess. Now we're going to completely forget that there's like thousands of people who are uh, hurling lawsuits against like Pfizer and AstraZeneca for stuff like uh, hydrocodone and Percocets and Adderall addiction and so much more. We're going to completely forget about that. Oh, I get it. COVID. My bad. Shucks. My bad. I thought we were asking for intellectual integrity or or, 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 or honesty when looking at this. But when you've got so many people who don't care about that, who join, um, who join the train, so to speak, just to talk smack, they don't care about how this actually plays out. They just want to seem like, 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 like they're actual advocates for humanity. You see? And so this is a real pickle we have found ourselves in, ladies and gentlemen. Because you can't be honest about it. People don't want to hear that. It scares them. <laughs> and you can't show them facts because, well, that's just your opinion. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm at a loss. 
sometimes for words uh, on how to deal with this. I really am. You know, you try to tell people, hey, get storable goods. The, 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 the supply chain is disrupting. They've got people, you know, burning down gas stations so people can't drop off food. Ah, oh, shut up, you conspiracy theorist. You're just trying to sell products. It's like, no, dude, like, I, I'm trying to tell you, like, there's food, there's no, there's not going to be food here. Have you noticed how your grocery bill's gone up? How your gas bill's gone up? How your power bill's gone up? We're only 100 days into this son of a gun's administration. You need to be prepared. I'm not trying to scare you. And I think at a certain level, too, pulling back from even that, that's what ties into this fortress mindset, is I got I have to sit here literally, figuratively, emotionally, spiritually, and however else you want to look at it. I've got to sit here and watch these people die. I've got to sit here, watch these people get poisoned. I've got to sit here, watch people get uh, uh, manipulated. And all I can do is try to build up a barrier of knowledge, truth, and wisdom so that if, if, if these people ever try to come to us, they hit, these, they hit these barriers first before they get to me. That's the fortress mindset. Don't come talk to me about this nonsense when you know it's a lie. And if you are going to try to come spit your lies to me, you better come correct because we're not hearing it. And I don't care. Oh, about credibility or influence or any of that other stuff. You need to understand these are not those days. They played with us. I, uh, a better way to explain this is a couple of years ago, underneath the Trump administration, when I was worried about the rise of the Satanists and how they were expanding their whole uh, ideology, a lot of them were coming from the LGBTQP movement. I was freaking out about that. Politically, I had to respect them because of some of the evil satanic stuff they were saying because I respected the First Amendment. But do you see how that works? You see how they use our openness against us, even in that context. And so because you don't want to be open, so gosh darn open that your brain falls out, or they call you a bigot, or they call you a xenophobe, or one of them Bible-thumping Christians. It's like, no, I understand I understand uh, the knowledge of good and evil and how by allowing evil to persist in your life, you're essentially opening up the door to let that evil work in your life. So by respecting the First Amendment of these Satanists, I'm allowing for them to cast whatever spells they want simply because I politically have to, 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 to hold to my morals. That's what I'm saying. They played with us and they're playing with us now. They're playing with us now. And so the fortress mindset comes from that. It's come from people within the truth community trying to set us up. It's come from people outside the truth community trying to set us up. It's come from experiencing again, all this adversity, all of this challenge and everything else that's come with being in this position, trying to wake people up. And so I think I'm, I think what I'm really trying to say is I've gotten to a point doing this where I'm a little bit more content working with a smaller audience, working with people that actually know what's going on. And if by chance people want to actually do a little bit more work and share what we do with other people, that's on them. It really is. Let people discover what we're doing. We cannot expect people to come find us. Let them discover us, though. We are not going to actively go out of our way to try to convert people. That's the fortress mindset. And this is something that's got to be forged. We're halfway through the year. 
just last week I told you guys, I think it's crazy that 2020 seemed like a battle year because of COVID and everything else that was going on, the George Floyd protests, right, and so much more. Last year felt more like a battle year. This year is like a hybrid year because you're seeing, again, that Overton window expand. Last year, we wouldn't be all right with a, a wall of cops protecting or, or protecting pharmaceutical companies. We wouldn't be okay with that. But because, again, things have changed. The Overton window has expanded. They're trying to pull as much as they can. Well, now we just expect to see, I guess, uh, cops on bikes at in injection sites. Because even they know, oh, well, somebody might experience an adverse reaction and we might have to rush them to a hospital. You see how that works? You see how they get you used to this crazy over here only for them to escalate this type of crazy. And before you can contemplate, hey, this is wrong. We shouldn't accept this. This is bad. Oh, well, they've already moved you on to this over here. That's what I mean by them locking us down, traumatizing us, radicalizing us, and then letting go, letting go. This is the scientific method, man, if you think about it. And it's almost like crazy and disturbing with how algorithmically similar it is to them literally incubating a virus. That's why I say they've released the rage virus. We were infected with authoritarianism. Not this actual virus. This was a green light, a blank check for them to do everything they want to do. Why I call these people jackboots of the state now, because they're not they're not. This isn't coming from an altruistic place. These people aren't trying to better society. What did I talk about? There's so many limited resources. And you're one of them and they got to keep you underneath their thumb. And that's what we're seeing right now. Back in like back in 2019, we had reported on it. Speaking of people, keeping people underneath their thumb back in 2019, we had reported on it. One of the UN chief medical officers talked about how they had a had a had a wobbly front line when it came to doctors and vaccines because they couldn't find people who had faith enough to promote the vaccines. I forget, I forget the lady's name. Uh, I have her face etched in my head. I just don't have her name etched in my brain. And we played the clip for you. She says we have a wobbly front line of doctors who don't have any uh, faith in the vaccines. We've got to figure out what to do uh, to help rebuild uh, faith in the medical healthcare system, because during that time period is what we heard about the Sackler family, the Pfizer and Pfizer, the Johnson and Johnson and all these other pharmaceutical companies literally poisoning the population. Mental health monopolization is one of the mini casts I did on this because it's a very real thing. Fast forward to event 201. This comes right after the lady makes uh, the announcement that they have a shaky front line when it comes to doctors. They, they have event 201, wham, blam, within a couple months, we're infected with COVID and authoritarianism. And now you've got people literally making parody videos for Pfizer. And we don't know if these people are paid or not. So that's what I'm saying. The Overton window has expanded. They traumatized us. They locked us down. They scared the bejesus out of us. And they said, hey, this is the only way you're going to get back to what you know. And then when people found out that that was a lie, they didn't even know where to go from there. The masks didn't protect them. The vaccine won't protect them. So then why are we going through this? And this is why you see Stockholm Syndrome flying off the roof. Like mental health epidemics are right around the corner. And they got something for that. Don't you worry. They'll, they'll, they'll introduce uh, mushrooms mushrooms, MDMA, and all kinds of other things too. 
like uh, you think I'm kidding. Well, look at what's going on over that, out there in Seattle, man. You want to talk about injection sites? People shoot up all kinds of stuff at those injection sites in Seattle or up there in Portland as well, man. They have literally legalized meth and heroin. And so that's, again, I think what I'm trying to say is look at this culture where we just have so much, it's literally killing us. We don't promote discipline. We don't promote uh, control. We don't promote respect. We don't promote accountability, responsibility. We don't. And so that's why you've got even pharmaceutical companies that are not accountable for literally poisoning the population. You don't have people who are responsible enough to say this is a lie. You have people who have been so sold out that they literally are, are, are selling death to us and nobody's got the literal constitution to say, hey, this is wrong. This is that adage when they say, oh, you better stand up for something or you'll fall for everything. And guess what? All of these jabronis didn't stand up for a single gosh darn thing. And look at them falling over themselves. And it doesn't make me happy seeing this. It really doesn't, dude. It doesn't make me happy seeing our seeing my fellow man be poisoned, knowing that somewhere out there in that assembly line, there's a little vial that's got my legal government name written on it. It's like a homing missile. It's just taking time to get here. And that doesn't feel good seeing other people having received the missile, received the poison jab. That does not make me feel good. It doesn't. But you know what? At this stage of the game, we've got to start thinking about the next move. Like I said at the start of the show, when is the next thing that's going to happen? When is the next thing that's going to happen? Because one of the very few episodes that was removed off of Spotify is whenever I compared C-19 to 9-11. Because it was a multi-stage thing. You had the initial impact and you had Tower 7 over there that got destroyed. And nobody talks about that. And then you've also got the fallout. The smoke, the ash, the dust, and how that literally gave people cancer. I think that's where we're at right now in this comparison, in this analogy, when comparing C-19 to 9-11. Uh, the initial blow to the Twin Towers was the releasing of C-19, right? The spreading of it to, 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 to all of the other nations, that was the second tower. Tower 7 was a socioeconomic reformation, the Great Reset, all the economic devastation that was brought with it, right? That was, those are the three towers that were taken down. Jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams, right? Well, even though those towers were hit, they had an impact. Let's talk about the debris. Let's talk about the fallout, right? This is where all of these, these adverse reactions are taking place, the vaccine damages and so much more. That's the other part of this allegory or this analogy uh, when comparing C-19 to 9-11, people are beginning to inhale all that cr all that cement, all that dust, all that dirt, all that burnt up office supplies in their lungs. That's the poison that they're injecting inside of us. And so cancer bills are going to be off the charts. Right. If we if we if we stay with this analogy. What will be the one world trade center? Right. What will they use all of these deaths to justify? It's a crazy thought, huh? Because we have in New York City, they have a memorial of all the people that 
passed away uh, post the Trade Towers satanic event, right? They memorialized it. They made a whole thing, ground zero. What will be C-19's ground zero? What will they memorialize all of these deaths, even if they, if, if they do, right? If they admit that these deaths were caused by the vaccines, what will they memorialize and use these people for? Because this is a sacrifice, a sacrificial ritual. Make no, make no mistake about it, guys. George Floyd sacrificed. Nancy Pelosi said it. Standing next to Maxine Waters. She said it. She said, oh, hey, thank you, George Floyd, for your sacrifice. You guys remember that? And it was Stalin that said, oh, one man dies. It's a tragedy. Thousands die. It's a statistic. What will they use this statistic for? I hope I'm not scaring you guys, but this is me trying to tell you, look at what's going on around us. The title of this episode is the Memory Eradication Edition. Look at what they've done. Got memories like a goldfish. We care more about George Floyd than we do the thousands on thousands on millions of people who were actually dead, not from the virus, but from the experimentation. And you got to think about this. We, 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 we should have done a little mini cast on it. The cemental blood ritual. That's why all these doctors and all these white coats are in on it now. They've been inducted into the cult. And they know what's going on. We're not seeing no more dance, no more nurses dancing, doing TikTok videos, are we? Because that was a part of the ritual as well. Ha ha, we trolled you. And now your lives are ours. And that's why it has to be resisted. I know I'm I know I'm saying stuff that's sensitive. I know I'm probably saying some things that are like, wow, this is not necessarily depressing. Um but just shucks, I wouldn't know what to say. I know I'm saying stuff that's sensitive, but I think people really have to kind of be shocked to pay attention to what's going on, dude. They're creating customers. They're not healing you. There's no money in a cure. Remember, Trump tried to say, hey, take hydroxychloroquine. They're like, you better shut up. We're going to start a SWAT team of people that prescribe that. There's no money in a cure. But there's millions when it comes to making people sick. And that's why I'm not even calling it a vaccine. It's an experimental gene therapy that gives people poison. Just call it what it is, dude. I'm not, this is why I hate getting into it with some, with, with people who say, oh, you're anti-science. It's like, no, I'm one of the biggest nerds you'll ever meet, dude. I sit here and talk about uh, how we are literally creatures made of stardust. I think that's super cool. We should get into that. I'm a massive nerd. I'm not anti-science pro-science. But what I'm anti-against is I'm against anti-humans. I'm against transhumans. I'm against depopulation. I'm against dehumanization. I'm against Satanism. I'm against disrupting the image of God. I'm against all this stuff that's going on right now, man. And I don't think how people, I don't think people can see how they have bitten from the apple of the tree of knowledge. And they only got the dark knowledge, dude. Because I went through that whole dark and lightning process, and it takes a lot of work to get out. And these people feel like they're woke on some stuff, and that's the problem with this whole stay woke phenomenon, is it's a mind virus. It's really nihilism disguised as, as, as altruism. You've got to understand what they're doing to us 
you've got to understand, and that's why it has to be fought back against. The memory eradication edition. Look at us. What glorious creatures, what glorious beings we used to be. And look at how they've made us afraid of a common cold. Only for them to weaponize an even more deadlier version. You've got to understand what they're doing to us. People say, what is what is the solution? Take off the mask. Take off the mask. Divest from some of these banks. Get with your local community. Start calling out your politicians. We play the clips over here on the show. That was one of the things I got to launch that I'll probably launch with the privatization of the page. Uh, we're going to city council meetings down here. Yep. We're calling out politicians. We're not making lists like, you know, like some crazy kid in school or Kamala Harris. No, but we're making lists and routinely checking up on our politicians and calling them out to make sure that they do not pass mandatory vaccination bills. We're getting the signatures. We're getting organized. And that's what's needed. The memory eradication is them, is, is them trying to say, oh, well, don't worry about that, even though they disclose that COVID came from a lab, the vaccine doesn't help you. Don't worry that they have to admit the truth eventually. They've got you so addicted to these lies. People don't want to understand what else is out there. They don't want to be inconvenienced, so they put the mask on. They don't want to be inconvenienced, so they listen to everybody else. you got to be inconvenienced to get anything across. That's why I say, listen, I'm not trying to be a jerk here. I'm not trying to say rude or aggressive things. But I think to a degree, a lot of people have been pacified, expecting other people to take care of stuff. And that's 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 not how this works, dude. That's why they keep getting away with so much stuff, because with that attitude, you're right. Somebody else is taking care of something else. What are you taking care of? Are you coming after these people? Do you understand how they're coming after you? And are you even are you being selfish even in that aspect? Are you standing up for others? Right. There's the big question. A lot of people don't care about this type of stuff till it hits them. Or until it becomes relevant for them. That's not how this works. Like I'm always saying in Lakesh, that Aboriginal Australian uh, saying, I am another you. I, it, it does not make me happy seeing all these people getting poisoned. It does not make me happy knowing what's going on over there in India. We've played clips of people, dead bodies in the river, the river Ganja. People, uh, bodies falling out of freaking ambulance uh, uh, vehicles, brothers holding their dead mother over the together, like, like, like on a bike, because, well, they can't get them into a cremation. They can't get their mother into a morgue. So they've got to figure out what to do with them. Fathers literally carrying their dead daughters over their shoulders. And they can't, again, take them to the morgue because they're overflowing. So he's got to figure out, hey, who can help me? Who can help me with this? This does not make me happy, dude. I think, and this is, this is, the, this is the dark part of everything that's taking place right now. Those of us that see this stuff called it out and said, and, 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 read the, and literally read their battle plans from the COVID-19 action plan to Operation Dark Winter to Event 201 to uh, even the SPARS pandemic of 2025 to 2028. We're seeing this and it's just like, it, it, it's horrible. It's horrible. 
And so the only thing we literally can do is fight it because it's coming to us. And so, my God, dude. If you're bored right now, you're not paying attention. And that's not what we need. We need more leadership. We need more conflict. Obviously, I'm asking for unity. Obviously, I'm calling for peace. Obviously, I'm saying, like, let's be respectful. Let's understand what's going on. But we need more awareness. We need different energy. We need different mindsets. We need a different approach because this just does not work. And it will not work. It has not been working. And that's what I'm saying. Change is coming. And it's moving at a turtle's pace. (laughs) But let me tell you, it is coming. And they know it's coming. And they're trying to do everything they can to stop it. You know, I said this on, shucks, I said this on Instagram. It's crazy how how that just feels like so long ago. Jesus. I said this on Instagram. That these people, they, I think, that, I think this would be a good way for me to kind of close out. Because I wanted to talk about the super blood moon and all this other crazy stuff that's going on right now and how that ties into us and all this other crazy stuff. But let me, let me say this thought and then I'll get into the super blood moon and close stuff out for you guys. I said this on Instagram that these Satanists, these occultists, these technocrats, they study occultism. They study astrology. They study astronomy. They study the cycles of the planet. They understand the Kali Yuga. They understand uh, 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 the Mayan calendar. They understand. Sometimes these occultists and Satanists know the Bible better than you. We've asked the question on the show, are these people triggering prophecy? Well, with some of the patents they're launching as far as generating cryptocurrency using body movement, a Microsoft patent, uh, launching the social credit score system, the mark of the beast out tech with vaccine passports and more where you're neither able to buy nor sell without receiving the mark? It's a very valid question. Are they triggering prophecy? But these people that we're going up against, they study the, they study the heavens. They know what time period we're in. The greatest trick the devil level pulled is saying he didn't exist. They know who they serve. Do you? And I say this on the show, on Instagram, all the time. We're going through a period of massive change. Paradigm shift is taking place for sure collapsing governmental structures, uh, reformed societal structures, right? We're going through a period of massive change right now. I think everybody understands that. And so these people who study uh, these periods, these great turning points in history, what did they do? They tried to hold on for even more power. So they gave us the phones. They gave us these little digital minders, right? These devices that are able to hijack and augment some of our mental capabilities. They gave us these, these, these toys, so to speak, to keep us entertained. They knew that we would be going through a period of massive change, massive upheaval, and they wanted to control it. They know we were supposed to go through a period of enlightenment. And so they chose to enslave us through technology. And so while we're still going through this enlightenment, they call it stay woke. They commercialized and corporatized consciousness. Coming into actual awareness of what's taking place. 
And so in doing so, they have hijacked a fair amount of the population that actually thirsts for knowledge, truth, wisdom, and more. They gave them the dark knowledge. They let them, again, bite from the tree of knowledge, but they corrupted that knowledge. They gave them the same knowledge that the serpent did back in the Garden of Eden. Uh, in the Garden of Eden. Don't you know that you can be like gods? Hey, if you get this visor, this Pfizer vaccine, you the world is your oyster. And so when they take that poison bite, like Nod killing his brother, they have to live in that world now. They have to live with that. And it's going to take some time because I truly believe that everybody can be redeemed. It's just going to take time. The same way that those uh, people who had detransitioned are beginning to reclaim their personality and their individuality. It takes time. But unfortunately, time is not what we have. And so they knew that we were going through a period of tremendous change, tremendous growth, an enlightening period. And they are doing everything they can to keep us underneath their thumb. And that's why it's important for us to remember what's really going on, who we really serve, and how this is not what it's all about. You get me? Let me read this quick article for you guys, and then we'll close out. I'm sorry to people that were, yeah, you know, I, I was going to say I'm sorry to people that were trying to get in, but I think people weren't trying to get in. I think people were kind of vibing off me preaching and yelling, and I'm, and I'm sorry for that, guys, uh, because I really do appreciate your guys' input, man. I think something just got a hold of my spirit today. It was just like, tell them. Tell them what the heck is up, man, because people need to know. But here, let me read about this, this super moon, this red blood lunar eclipse. Let's let's read about it. Um, let's read about it, and then I'll, I'll close out this episode for you guys. Again, this is just, 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 just stuff to keep in mind. Right here, in, uh, in Times Headline, they put this up May 25th, it says super blood moon and ring of fire eclipse will appear tomorrow, and some warn. It is a, quote, harbinger, a messenger. I'll read this one, and then I'll read from the, the, the previous article. It says a lunar eclipse or a blood moon is going to be visible across the world from Australia to America and the Pacific Ocean. According to ancient passages, the moon turning blood red is a heavenly sign that the end times are fast approaching, reports CBN. One Holy Script says that, quote, the moon will turn into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord come. Steve Warren and Benjamin Gill from American conservative and evangelical Christian TV network wrote, quote, Jesus told his followers that we should observe the signs of the time, including signs in the heavens. Quote, some preachers claim a large number of blood moon eclipses in recent years are just one of many signs that the end of the world is drawing closer and could happen in the near future. But don't run to underground bunkers just yet. Scientists say the moon's color is simply a result of it passing through Earth's shadow in space. As a planet goes behind the Earth, it turns red as the only the colors with the, large, with the longest wavelengths can get through the atmosphere. The reddish copper color will last for about 15 minutes. Also this year, just two weeks after the super blood moon, some areas in Russia and Canada will be treated with a rare and impressive, quote, ring of fire solar eclipse that lasts, forget this, three minutes and 33 seconds. 
But the doomers think this is also a sign of the world ending and quote Luke in the Bible saying this, there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Now, that's not, that is extremely ominous, uh, but that's kind of what I'm trying to get across to you guys. Uh, that, that, that again, we're, we're, we're reaching these, these crazy time periods. And it's not going to make sense. It's going to be a lot more crazy. It's going to be a lot more chaotic than you think. But we've got to get grounded because this is just the beginning, right? If this is the, the super blood moon, the super blood red moon is a harbinger, then let it be a message of we're just beginning. We're not even halfway through yet. <laughs> that we have tumultuous days ahead of us. And that if we don't, if we don't switch our mindset up, we're going to be in for a world of hurt a lot more than we already are. And that's the situation. We are hurting, but we have to ask ourselves, do we have the strength to exercise that poison to get that stuff out of us? Or are we just going to fall prey to more and more tricks of our adversary? Because we know they're coming. We know they're coming. I think the real question is, is again, what are we going to do to stop them? How are we going to fight back? I think a lot of people have to dig a lot deeper. I think a lot of us have to ask those gut checking questions. And I don't think we will get anywhere. We're trying to go pussyfooting around the situation. And so click up with people, man, squad up. You see a lot of people out there partying, acting like everything's hunky dory. Let them do that. Build that fortress mindset that you see me trying to develop over here, because I'm telling you, the ways of the world are not for us. Better yet, they ain't for me. I'm blessed that I'm able to get married and have a child. I can only hope that you guys receive that very same blessing as well, because the ways of this world, they're not for me, dude. I'm all right. Leave me with my books. Leave me with my tea. Leave me with my chickens and my puppies and my babies and my lady. I'll be all right. I'll need all this. Because you see... See, again, that's the problem with addiction. That's the problem with wanting worldly, lustful things, man. Living in carnality, you will never have enough. You will never be satisfied. And that's how they're getting people. Through the Dunkin' Donuts, the the money, the McDonald's, the free everything. They're making it seem like that's a gift. Bro, that's a chocolate-covered cyanide pill. Better not swallow that. You better not take that. You better understand. That's why all you can do these days is ask God for more and more discernment, more and more wisdom, more and more understanding. And don't don't think, oh, you can't handle that. You've never done this before. Don't give in to that. That's a spirit of fear. We are not given that. We are given a spirit of courage. And everything this world is telling you these days is to be fearful, to be scared. And don't do that, man. Because we have an entire generation of people who have lived in fear and they taught us that fear. They didn't teach us strength. They didn't teach us courage. They taught us capitulation and compliance. And so we've got to fight that. Not even, again, not just for ourselves, but for those that come after. So I keep trying to tell you the damage is done with me. The best thing we can do is try to get ourselves together for what comes after. Because guess what? It's already here and you get and you don't even notice it. People ask me all the time, what do you, what would you do? What can you do? Well, other than taking like a 
taking a nine millimeter to that clown's head at the White House. Not much else I can do. Other than, you know, ceremoniously sacrificing Bill Gates to God, there's not much else I can do. Other than fortify everything around me, pray to God for more and more assistance and more and more clarity and help those around me, man. Because it's not going to get easier. We've got to get tougher. That's how this works. But I have unfortunately ranted and rambled for far too long. Um, Far too long. Far too long. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Pamela and Rebecca for heavy chilling in the Telegram channel with us. I think Rebecca is an exclusive member. Either way, it doesn't doesn't matter. Thank you for chilling with us over here in Telegram, guys. Um, I'm sorry that this particular transmission wasn't wasn't listener for slash audience based. Uh, I really do appreciate hearing from you guys. But apparently there was something else that needed to get out. Apparently. Uh, But let me go ahead and use this time to just start wrapping things up for you good people. Oh, like I've been saying throughout the entirety of this, if you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by either scanning those QR codes in the bottom right corner or going to the uh, to 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 whichever media type you're listening to. Go to the description. I'll put a little link there to where you can either donate to our Bitcoin address or to where you can sign up for our monthly subscription. I will be making more of a public statement on that next week. I'll be following up with a little bit more details on this week's podcast episode. Uh, But next week, I should for sure have something a little bit more ironed out where people can get into it, kind of like this, to where we'll be going live, right? But I'll send you guys a link so you can get in beforehand and we can chat and stuff. And you can be on this side of the the conversation instead of trying to work your way in. I'll explain all that whenever I make the post. Um, But yeah, if you guys want to support this operation, you can do so. I'll put the links in the description bar below. Uh, We... We, we we came up with a backup page, so to speak. Um, Freedom Fortress. You guys can find it on Instagram. It's basically going to be Freedom Faction everything. We're just going to take some time getting back into the groove of things. Um, but that's our backup page. And I'll be giving, I'll be explaining more of that too on this week's podcast episode and next week as well. Because I kind of like not doing shows over there on Instagram. I hate seeing myself such a goofy son of a gun, but I love seeing you guys. So that's the trade-off. We'll talk more about all that as time goes on, Uh, but that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you guys have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant, expose lies and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, out.